All right. All right. Take your seats, everyone. This time we're talking about our future selves. Take your seats, everyone. Thank you. This is the Change Academy podcast, a podcast where we explore what it takes to create a healthy mindset, sustainable habits, and a lifestyle that allows you to become your best future self. I'm Brock Armstrong. And I'm Monica Reinagel. And future self is actually what we're talking about in today's episode. Yep. Our current actions are creating our future reality. At some level, we know that. But what that means is that sometimes we're going to have to choose between what we want right now and what we want our future selves to have. Now, research shows that the more emotionally connected we feel to our future selves, the more likely we are to make choices that benefit that future self. And so in this episode, we're going to explore some ways to form a more intimate connection with your future self. Sounds great. And after spending the entire morning just putting out fires, or more specifically putting (laughs) out one big fire, I just went for a walk on the beach. It's really cold out, and I came back and had a double espresso, so I am fired up. Your present self is (laughs) online and ready for duty. What else have you been working on lately? Well, yeah, just like we normally do in episodes like this, we like to talk about things that we're working on or things that audience members are working on. And today I want to talk about something, uh, I guess, kind of a realization that I had the other day. A few episodes ago, we talked about aligning our actions with our values and making sure that our daily behaviors actually are going to lead us to our desired outcomes. And I believe it or not, we, Monica and I both have work to do still. So I actually sat down and thought about some of my um, actions and whether they're aligned with my my greater goals. And I actually realized something kind of surprising that I generally keep an eye on things like finances and mental health and fitness and, and general health and things like that. But I realized that You know those friends that we all have that are just kind of there all the time for us? Like, we don't necessarily have to keep in touch with them all the time. As soon as you see them, you just sort of pick up where you left off. Yeah, of course. I realized that I've actually been neglecting a a few of those people. (laughs) And when I thought about what implications that has in my life, I realized that, you know, if you let that or you take those people for granted for long enough, then they're not going to be there in the future. And I really, I don't want to find myself at some point in the near or distant future feeling alone and isolated and not having anybody to to necessarily um, lean on and and uh, fall back on and, and share some wonderful memories with and stuff. So I realized that I've got to start making some, uh, some effort there. Hmm. Well, you can always lean on me, Brock, but I'm I'm a little far to lean on uh, from this great right. move, and I can imagine because you've just moved out of Vancouver, a little bit further out of town. Now you might even be a little bit more physically separated from those friends. Yeah, I've moved actually three times now across the country, so it's to one side of the country, back to the other side of the country, and now to a new city, which is a, a an excuse, of course, to to have lost touch and, and dropped off a little bit from some friends. But if anything that we've learned from this pandemic is there's always a way to keep in touch. Yes. And there are some more wonderful ways to keep in touch these days than there ever has been in history. So I'm not going to use those as excuses. I'm going to make an effort to tend to those friendships. Yeah, align those actions. Right. Well, I think today's topic is really, in a way, an extension of that episode on aligning our actions, which happened in the 
present with our goals, which happen in the future. And there's a researcher I've been reading about. His name is Hal Hirschfield. He's a professor of marketing and behavioral decision making. Did you know that there was such a field? I did. (laughs) And I'm also very alarmed at how often really big discoveries are coming out of like how like human behavior discoveries are coming out of marketing. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, he teaches at UCLA. And in the course of his research, he's found that there's a really big variation between people in how connected they feel to their own future selves. Some people, it seems, can picture their future selves really vividly, and they feel a real emotional connection to that future self. And for other people, their future self seems like a total stranger. And they've done some really interesting experiments with functional MRIs, those ones where they can see what parts of your brain are lighting up. Yeah, they call it the the magic machine or no, it's got some really <laughs> name like that because it is so cool that we can see in real time what's going on, which parts of your brain are being activated. Right. Well, it turns out that there are certain parts of our brain that are activated when we're dealing with self, anything that has to do with us, and then different parts of our brain that are activated when we're dealing with the other, something outside of ourselves. That's a really important human skill to be able to distinguish between self and other. Right. The me, us, them distinction. Right. And so they put people into this functional MRI and they had them talk about themselves and that part of their brain lit up. And then they had them talk about somebody else and the other part of the brain lit up. But then they had them talk about their future selves, talk about themselves in the future. And for some people, the part of the brain that lit up was real close to the self part of the brain. But in other people, when they were talking about their future selves, in their brains, it looked like they were talking about someone else. Isn't that fascinating? Mm. It is. That's really cool. And the reason that that matters is because, as I said, those who feel more connected to their future selves are much more likely to act in ways that benefit their future self. Yeah, well, and there's ways that it actually applies in the here and now as well. In CBT, I was in cognitive behavior therapy, I was actually taught that my current state is can be thought of as my self-esteem. And that current state is defined by obvious things like my history, like who I used to be, who I think I am, which may or may not include some limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. like we've talked about in the past, and also how I feel about who I think I am more and how gratified I am by what I'm doing and, and how I feel about myself. But That aside, my vision of my ideal self is actually more related to a self-concept or what we're talking about today, which is the future self. And that's defined by, again, obviously, my life vision, like what I do, who I could be, who I should be, who I want to be, and how I want my growth and maturity, I'll put it that way, getting older, (laughs) to actually flow. And again, like you said, the more clear that we make this vision, the more likely we are to make these changes in our lives. And the more compelling our future actually looks to us, the more we'll want to work towards it. Now, but here's the interesting part. Some of the, the thought leaders in cognitive behavior therapy actually believe without having that clear view of our future self that we're actually more likely to get involved in some instant gratification kind of stuff like overeating or overdrinking or gambling or online shopping and all of that kind of stuff to actually soothe ourselves. But when we have that clear goal and that clear vision of our future self, we can actually be kind of a lot more gratified with 
and by our progress and not necessarily reliant on those external sources of pleasure. Isn't that interesting? It makes perfect sense to me. I mean, how hard are you going to work for a future or a future self that you haven't really spent much time thinking about or defined in any way that, you know, the, the present is much more real and tangible. And I think that's why this work is so important and so rewarding, really, to spend a little time on this. Mm -hmm. So we collected a few different techniques that you listeners can use in order to, if you're somebody who feels like your future self is kind of a stranger or just sort Mm -hmm. of a very fuzzy vision in the future. Or maybe something you cut out from a magazine and just (laughs) thought that would be great. (laughs) We want to offer you a few different techniques that you can try to nurture this connection with your future self. And one of the things you can do is exactly that to visualize your future more clearly. Now, again, my friend Hirschfield, well, he's not my friend. (laughs) That'd be cool. We should get to know him. (laughs) Hell, if you're listening. Professor Hirschfield, his group um, did things like using digital aging software. You've probably seen that online where you put a picture in of yourself and it shows you what you're going to look like in, Mm -hmm. in the future. Well, they used that kind of software to create images of the people they were working with, the, to age them so that they looked five or 10 years older than they did right now. Or they used similar software to create an image of how their bodies would look if they continued with their current diet and exercise regimen. And then they showed these images to the subjects, you know, as a way of kind of introducing themselves. Well, here's here's one version of your future self. But you could do that kind of a visualization even if you don't have fancy software. Really, it's just about yeah. imagining yourself three or five or 10 years from now and then just spend a little time trying to bring that picture into focus. Yeah. I mean, the, the truth really is when we look at where we are currently and where we want to be, that's, I guess we could talk about that as being our current self versus our future self. Well, none of us are probably 100% happy about it, (laughs) but (laughs) that's okay. It really is. Don't get down about that because remember, we, we talked about this in a past episode and if you've forgotten it or if you haven't listened to it, go and look for the the good enough principle episode. And really what that boils down to is that we all are ideally both good enough and also works in progress at the same time. And that's really important to keep in mind here because I think sometimes we look at where we are and where we would like to be and it just seems like this huge expanse that is never going to be crossed. And that can that can really hold us back, but it shouldn't. That's We really want you to keep focused on the fact that making progress is really the the goal here. Well, and you know what? We're going to go forward one way or the other. Right. Whether we feel like we're making progress or not, we are going to be advancing through our lives. And so when you're doing this visualization exercise for your future self, you could do it one of two ways. You know, one way is to imagine that you keep doing what you're doing right now. It's not too hard to imagine, mm-hmm. right? Every day, Groundhog Day. <laughs> you just keep practicing the same health habits, the same for better or for worse, the same savings habits, the same work habits, and then think, okay, what's that going to look like in the future if I just continue the what I'm doing right now? And if you're not loving <laughs> that vision of what it will look like if you keep doing what you're doing now, then you can turn the game around and play it in reverse. You could write out what you want, your body, your life, your job, your financial situation to look like 
when you wake up some morning five or 10 years in the future and, and reverse engineer to today, what do you need to be doing to make that happen? Right. I love the point that you made just now that you need to look at what you want for your future self. Because again, like we bring this up quite often, it's really important to remember that the the vision and the goals that you want to develop for your future self Well, it can't be based on what other people want or expect from you. It has to be internal. It has to be something that you really want for yourself because, you know, we can't stay motivated and we can't stay aligned with those things if we're just trying to please somebody else. We've got to be pleasing ourselves with that future vision. So so it is in alignment with the things that we want. Absolutely. If not for the rest of your life, then at least for the next couple of years, because yeah, things do change. But still, it's got to be what you want for yourself. So again, if you don't have that clear vision, and we keep coming back to this of what you want to accomplish in life, well, one of the bad things that can happen is that you'll end up spending years committing to things that you really don't care about and practicing behaviors you don't enjoy and ultimately becoming frustrated with life. Now, people who aren't actively working towards a goal or a vision of their life will often experience life as being somewhat meaningless and directionless. And again, that can lead us to do things like overeat or overdrink or overspend. But the good news is, is that life doesn't have to be this way. (laughs) Now, okay, getting back to, so the first way that you can start to create a clear vision of yourself is to do what Monica said. And our second idea is to write your own obituary. That sounds cheery. (laughs) I know it's kind of morbid. And I think a lot of people may have done this with their HR department or (laughs) something. It's not a a brand new idea, but I think it really is a, a powerful one because it really forces you to express how you want to be remembered. It'll make you decide on what qualities make you the most proud of yourself. And then you can take that and choose behaviors that align with those qualities. And I think it's kind of fun to think about what you kind of hope people are going to say. (laughs) I said fun. This is really, again, this is kind of morbid, but it is fun to think about what somebody might say about you at your funeral. So you can picture yourself laying in in your coffin, looking up and listening to all the wonderful things that people are saying about you. But then you can take the steps to ensure that that is what is said at your funeral. Well, I fully expect all of my friends to be throwing themselves on my funeral pyre. (laughs) Just kidding. That'll be me, weeping and wailing, (laughs) gnashing my teeth, pulling my hair out. This, This is an important aspect of this. I think it's really easy to get swept up in the idea of, of like, wanting to be remembered in in some ways like I was a good career woman I was a family man I was a highly skilled professional I was a shrewd business person all of those kind of things but as you're likely already aware there are many more personal areas in life to consider when it comes to this idea of looking at your future self so I think this experiment the the obituary one can really bring out whether we're placing too much of our focus on one area of life and sacrificing too much in the other, like maybe you're placing too much importance on developing your career 
rather than maintaining those healthy relationships or friendships like I was talking about earlier. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I feel almost exactly the opposite when I think about what I want people to say at me about my funeral. It has nothing to do with what I may have accomplished in my business or, you know, any other professional skill and all about, you know, what kind of a friend I was or what kind of a, a sister or a daughter or something. But when I look at how I spend my life, you would think that all I cared about was, you know, whether I did my job well. <laughs> <laughs> so again, another example of aligning our actions with our goals. Right. I actually had a friend who asked me to do this exercise with him and and actually tell him what I thought I'd say at his obituary. And one of the first things out of my mouth was he was really good at exercising because <laughs> this guy is fit. But and that really I was I was being a little flippant, but I also was being serious and it really shook him to his core. And I think probably the same way that you're thinking, focusing all on all his, his energy on exercising is kind of like focusing all your energy on just developing a career and got to be a little more well-rounded than that. Gosh, I got to admit, I didn't realize this episode was going to take us into such deep territory, but we're here now. I'm in it. <laughs> it's, I had too much espresso before we started recording, no, it's perhaps. Good. It's good. I hope everybody's still with us. We have one more technique, and this one we're actually really excited about for reasons yes. you're going to find out. But another really interesting way to connect with your future self is to write a letter to that future self. So Imagine you were sitting down to write a letter to someone you know really well and you care about, but you haven't seen them in a few years. So you'd have to kind of imagine what was going on with them, where they might be, what their life might be like, based on what you know about them from the last time that you saw them, which is now, right? So think about your future self and imagine, you know, where or how do you hope your future self will be? when they receive this letter from the present. How confident do you feel that that's going to be the case? I know we're getting a little time travel-y here, but... We're almost getting into the multiverse here, I think. <laughs> well, you know, I actually realized that we've been kind of touching on this theme all the way through our conversation today, but I found when I was imagining my future self writing this letter, I hope this finds me well, that there were certain aspects of my future self's life that I wasn't worried about at all, mm -hmm. and others that I was more concerned about. And that really gave me some insight into the things that I want to continue to do and the things that I might want to change. For example, I feel like if I continue with my current exercise habits, I feel pretty confident that I'll be strong and mobile when I'm older. On the other hand, unless I make some changes in my work-life balance, I might have some regrets about how I spent my time or maybe adventures that I never got around to. That's sort of the second layer of what you can really get into. And and when you start writing the letter, I think a lot of the things are going to bubble to the surface. I was thinking about what I'd write in, in my letter to myself and be like, dear future self, I know that the podcast is doing really well and all that hard work that you put in at the beginning is really paying <laughs> off. And, and, and I believe that your physical health is really strong and, and robust. And there were sort of things that were easy to sort of check off the list. But then as you get into the into the deeper things and you start to hear yourself saying, I hope mm. you have blah, 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 blah. That was a real cue for me when I started to actually write the word, I hope that you're doing blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, well, that's an indicator that I'm not totally convinced here and now that this is actually something that's going to play out for me. So exactly. 
that whole act of writing this has so many layers that I wasn't even aware of when we first started talking about this concept, but it is really powerful. Yeah, that's a great tip. Like be alert to the verbs that you're choosing because that could be a real clue. And also it's really important to remember that not every single choice that we make in our life on a daily basis will fully support our greatest life vision of our future self. It's not going to happen every single time. But obviously, the more choices that we make that do align with that, the the better we're going to be. And not only in moving towards that vision, but actually feeling just more fulfilled and more content. Like we always say, it's not your best day. It's not your worst day. It's what you do most often, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, I can't wait to get to the lab experiment for reasons that you'll find out in just a minute. But first, (laughs) how about some takeaways? We're super excited about this one. You don't think I'm overselling this, do you? I hope not. (laughs) But anyway, first takeaways. First thing is that people who can picture their future selves with great clarity make choices that are more likely to support that vision. And one way to picture that future self is to follow what is likely to happen if you continue to practice your most consistent behaviors and imagine what that outcome will be. Alternatively, Picture how you'd like your future self to look and ask yourself what, if anything, needs to change now in order to make that picture a reality. And finally, don't fret if every single choice you make is not in alignment with that vision. Just make sure that the majority of them are. Yeah, that's good enough. Yeah. Okay, time for the lab experiment. (laughs) Step number one. Pick a specific date, an actual day, month, and year, at least three years from now, but maybe no more than 10 years in the future. It could be your birthday or any other significant day, but write that date down. All right, step two, bring the future you that's going to wake up on that day into focus. Imagine yourself looking into the mirror. What do you see? Look down. What's your body look like? What does your day look like? What's going on with your health or your work life, your home life, your finances? What will the world look like on that day? Okay, step three, write that future self a letter. And here's a few things to kind of prime the pump. You might tell your future self about things that you're doing today that you hope that they are going to be benefiting from by the time they read your letter. If you have concerns about the way some of the things you're doing right now might cause pain to or disappointment to your future self, you might want to talk about those as well. What would you like future you to know that is to remember about present you? Do you have questions that your future you will know the answer to? How would knowing those answers change you? This is a fun creative writing exercise. And it's going to get more fun. (laughs) So you can write that letter out on paper and you could seal it into an envelope and put the date that you want to open it on the front. Note to self, don't lose the envelope. (laughs) Or even better, you can go to the Change Academy podcast website. It's at changeacademypodcast.com slash future me. And you can send yourself an email that we are going to make sure is delivered to you on the date you choose. How cool is that? <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's better than putting a, a sealed envelope in a in a safety deposit box if people still <laughs> right. have those. Do people have those? So again, the website is changeacademypodcast.com slash future me. 
and you'll find all of the materials there and the prompts that I just gave you. So you don't have to scribble them all down. They'll be there to remind you, write yourself a nice email. And then on that date in the future, it's going to be waiting for you in your inbox. Now your email will be completely secure and private. No one will ever see it, but you, unless you choose to share it with the Change Academy community completely anonymously. So there is an option to share your letter to your future self, make it public among our community, but without attaching your name to it. And if you do choose to share them anonymously, we may read it on the podcast just to share it with other people and inspire everyone. So I hope some of you choose that option, but we totally understand if you don't. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to getting my letter to myself in the future. I wonder if I'll have forgotten by then oh, what I, was in it. I'm sure I will. I'm. That's what's so exciting about this is it's going to be such a such a great surprise, and I'm sure it'll be gratifying in some ways, but maybe a, a little shocking in a good way in other ways. So yeah, super excited about this one. Yeah, and you know what? If you want, you can send yourself two. You could send yourself one for three years from now, and then one from ten years from now. Yeah, knock yourself out. It's free. Why not? You have infinite future selves. <laughs> Ooh, now we're really in the multiverse. <laughs> and we hope they'll all be listening to the Change Academy podcast. All right. Speaking of that, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, everyone. Don't forget to go to changeacademypodcast.com slash future me. Send yourself a letter.